name is Claire Hickingbottom, and you're listening to the ChristCast 2020 podcast. There ain't no practice runs in life. This is That's right. This is not a test. It's the real thing. It's the ChristCast 2020 podcast. My name is Jason Dyes alongside Kiki Culpepper. And thank you so much for joining us. It's two generations with one mission. And this week on the show, it is the book of Titus. Hey, before we get going, I want to send a quick shout out to my buddy Owen Flanagan, uh, Claire Higginbottom, who you heard in the intro, my new friend Ethan Ender, Jenny Hander, and everyone over at the Oakwood Student Ministry for letting Mr. Dyes preach a little bit, kind of talk about this Saturday. Yes, it was very, very nice. I told Owen, I used the word beautiful. I said, this is what the first century churches were like. Small groups of people meeting on their own time, a little bit of music, a little bit of food, and a whole lot of Jesus, both in song, very loud song, by the way, my ears are still ringing, and um, a message from a rather well-spoken guy who only wants to retire into private life at Canyon Lake and spend the day boating with Scarlett Johansson, but but since I yes. can't do that, we're doing this. And so I wanted to go back to something we heard on the show last week. A phrase that the Apostle Paul uses in both letters to Timothy. Fight the good fight. And you're thinking, do you mean like we have to fight people? Like actually physically fight we gotta people? we got to get swords for training? Uh, we got to whip the lightsabers yes, back uh, out. We're going to have to. And so in thinking of that, I've been thinking that, yes, along the way, Christians have had to fight for this. Yes, physically fight for this. And so, um, coming up before spring break, we're going to do a special show on the Battle of Lepanto. This is one of the greatest naval battles in the history of the world. It occurs in 1571, and without it, Europe would have been entirely under the control of the Ottoman Turks and the Islamic faith. You're going to hear the sounds of the sabers hitting and the cannons going off. You're going to have fun with your sound effects. A battle that is so significant to Western civilization and the Christian faith that a lot of people have really never heard about. And so it's tired of doing the same thing all the time. Before we go to our rant show, which I feel like is going to be like 30 minutes long. (laughs) Which, I mean, Uh, from the book of Titus. And it says, These are the things that you should teach. Encourage and rebuke with all authority. It's not saying rebuke with the back of your hand. As free people, and as an example, and this is not a knock on anybody, this was not ungodly, but when I was at the event on Saturday, there was a young couple, you Mm. know, who were close. I guess they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Let's hope so. And uh, I almost had to rebuke because the the church is really not the place to be hanging on one another. And that's just me. Maybe maybe I'm old-fashioned. Leave room for Jesus. Yeah, leave room for Jesus. Exactly what I was thinking. Five inches apart at all times. Yes. But as it turned out, it was just, they were just a little affectionate. No big deal. They broke up and, not broke up, but they split up and went to sit down. Uh, No big deal. The truth of the matter is there's all kinds of rebuking that could go on in any church at any time. So easily myself, myself included. Hey, when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about this third pastoral epistle. Uh, We're going to find out a little bit more about who Titus was, and we're going to do it all right after this. I'll praise you on the mountain 
At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of our God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. Ooh, that is great stuff. All it's right. never <laughs> our own deeds, our own will. Okay, let's talk about who, when, and where. If you haven't figured out yet, if you're ever playing a Bible <laughs> trivia game, and they ask, who wrote this book of the Bible, and it's in and the New Testament, chances are... it's the Apostle Paul coming back at you. Maybe from prison, most likely. This was written by the Apostle Paul around 66 A.D. Ish, in the city of Nicopolis, uh, which is in modern-day Greece. Yes, and it is where uh, Caesar Augustus defeated Mark Anthony and um, hmm. his girlfriend Cleopatra. So just a little, wow. just a little fun fact there. Let's talk about who was Titus. He was an early church leader. He was a Gentile, and he was a super trusted friend of Paul, which why he was receiving the letter to begin with. He was sent to places where the most difficult situations existed. He was the last bond. <laughs> Last person to call or letter to. Titus is being sent to places like Corinth, Crete, and the later last to yeah, the terrible places in Dalmatia, which is modern-day Serbia and Montenegro. And he was with Paul at the Jerusalem Council, which is worth Googling if you ever have a chance. A very, very important part in the Acts of the Apostles. And, of course, he was with Paul during his final days yeah. in the Roman prison. He was there helping Paul, like yeah. sitting with him. He did not abandon Paul like some of the other guys. Let's talk about what the big idea is. Again, these are the pastoral epistles. These are still used to this very day. Sorry, my voice cracked, and I'm 50 some odd years old. Um, it never goes away. It kids. never goes away. The big idea is the pastoral epistles are really used as a foundation today for laying out church doctrine and the way the, the, the church actually takes its message to the people. The big idea in the book of Titus is that the Apostle Paul is saying that Christ changes us. We are called to faith, and then we create a church. And then we do good works in that church that changes everything around us. Have you ever heard the term Cretan? You tell someone they're a Cretan, that's no. not a very nice thing to say. It comes from the island of Crete. This is one of the biggest islands in the Mediterranean. It's, as we've learned, when there are seaports and sailors... There's going to be some nasty yes, language. And some bad things some going on. Going yes, around. And so the Apostle Paul is saying, we have got to be public with our faith. we got to go into Crete where all of these bad things are happening. It does no good to restrain ourselves to our home base, to churches. We have to go out and be very, very public. Because being an introverted Christian, yes, that's hard, but you sitting there on the couch by yourself, Doesn't just no, no. no matter how much knowledge you have, if you're not going out and spreading the word, you're not doing the final thing God had called us to when he ascended into heaven. Absolutely true. And this is also from the book of Titus. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might Stringing out what was left unfinished. And appoint elders in every town as I directed you. And this is the second big idea. We choose who leads our churches today and whoever we choose. That's incredibly important for the whole situation going forward. Yeah, and I can tell you personally, you know, I told you I had this crazy idea to start a church called the Come As You Are Church without pastors. You know, that we would just kind of rotate and I guess it would be more of a small group, but reimagining the meaning of church because I don't feel like I could ever be qualified 
to be a church leader. No, I mean, this is what we do. This is my testimony. This show is my testimony for all time. But being a pastor, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the guy in the mirror is, uh, is equipped for that. Let's talk about how we apply this today. And this is absolutely true. In our modern churches, we often worry more about style, what songs we sing, what the building looks like, what clothes we, what clothes we should wear. Because I know that was a big one in my old church. Yeah, it was a big one in my, my church growing up, too. And more than the substance of the church, and that's a mistake. I mean, obviously, we don't want to, to go in the church. And I see this. Kiki, I've been guilty of it. You get in the car after church. You've heard a great message, and you say, God, what was a choir singing? And they sounded terrible. Well, that is not the right. That's, that's the wrong, the wrong judge, thing to be thinking about. Right and, and it's and it, again, we're human. Box of sinners, not a box of saints every Sunday. But it is important that you know the church, even in our modern times and our contemporary days, focuses on the message of Jesus Christ, not the lighting, not the gee whiz graphics. As I keep pointing out to people, the fastest growth of the Christmas Christian church occurred without all of that stuff. Just the honest and honest. Honestly, yeah. Walking from place to place, being honest with people. And that's why I told Owen, what I saw last week was beautiful. Just a small group of people, maybe 20 people gathering together on a Saturday night. These young people could have been out doing anything else. And they chose Gross. to be there. Yeah, there was a million different things they could have been doing. Doing God's work is a life sentence. Even though that's some weird wording, it's <laughs> I true. I loved it from last week when you said it. <laughs> and we are called to rebuke those who say and do wrong things to hurt Christ's reputation. We're supposed to rebuke them from wavering from the Christ-centered nature of the church that the church should be. And it's not just pastors; it's Christian teachers, it's Christian coaches. You know, we we're talking about this. One day we should just record the pre-show when we're talking before the show starts. That could be a show all by itself. Oh my God. But if, if you're listening, we talk about some weird. Yes, stuff. if you're if you're listening to this show ten years from now, the Boy Scouts of America may not even exist. For a long time, the Boy Scouts of America was a Christian youth organization. Christ was the cornerstone. And what happens, Kiki, when we start to mess around with the cornerstone? The whole building falls down from one piece. Absolutely right. Because God even calls himself the cornerstone. That's right. And that is the object lesson with the Boy Scouts of America, that if you're going to say that you are a Christian organization, that you support Christian things, God doesn't want half devotion. God doesn't want half of your attention and half of your commitment. He wants all. All all or nothing. That's right. So from the book of Titus, they claim to know God. But by their actions, they deny him. Hmm. Actions always speak louder hmm. than words. As for us, we're happy to sit behind the microphone and do the Absolutely. podcast. My name is Jason Dyes alongside Kiki Culpepper. And to God be the glory. There ain't no practice runs in life. This is not, this is not a test.